Initiating startup sequence. You are now plugged in. Hey guys, and thank you for tuning in. This is episode 180, the big 180 of the Plug and Play podcast. I'm your host, Zach, and alongside me, as always, is Tim. Welcome, minions. So, Tim, uh, today we are drinking coming out of Fort George Brewery, which is, um, I believe, Astoria, right? That's correct. All right, Astoria, Washington. Or is that Oregon? It's That's or- Washington, it's Oregon. right? It's Oregon. It's almost, it's right at the border, but it's, it's Astoria. Okay, so, yeah, Oregon. Um, we are drinking Fields of Green, so let's go ahead and cheers. Cheers. Yummy. S- so the thing is, I can't really, uh, until our intro music's completely gone, I can't really pull up anything about this beer. So That's funny. I, yeah, I just thought about that. So uh, now the intro is gone, guys. This is an evolutionary, mind-bending, and juicy IPA from uh, from uh, Fort George Brewery. It has a uh, pale straw color is what they're coloring, uh, calling it. It is very light in color. It, they don't say it's very bitter. I think it's kind of bitter. It's, not... it's definitely got some hops in there for sure. Yep. And it's available year-round, guys. So if you guys are looking for a new IPA, check out Fields of Green from Fort George Brewery. That's enough about the first half of treat, Tasty Treats, Tim. What have you been up to? Well, uh, today we're both uh, riding around in different different colored cars than normal. Like, we've both got the black vehicles. Very going. different. Um. I am driving the same type of vehicle, but mine's black, and you are driving something completely different. Yeah, mine's not even the same. So I think that's kind of funny that we rolled up to this week's episode in our alternate vehicles. Yeah. Mine kind of looks like a, sort of like the Batmobile almost. Yeah. So I, I feel like we're like, I don't know, almost in an alter ego space today. We are, yeah. I'm bad, Zach. Are we more evil? Yes. All right. It's evil, evil cast. Evil cast. So, um... What have I been up to this week? Well, I visited you at your work, and I got to play Shenmue. You did? <laughs> that was pretty fun. That was fun. You have access to a forklift, which I've always wanted to drive, because since uh, playing Shenmue, it made it seem like a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. And it turns out it, it kind of is. Yeah, it's kind of fun. It's it's fun. Like The controls are a little different than I would have thought. Like, yeah. The wheels spin around a lot. Yeah, they like turn like 180, or yeah, like 90, I mean. You can like turn in place almost. Yeah, so. like you can just do like donuts without moving, and then you just go circle around your front wheels. Yeah, I took it pretty easy, but um, yeah, I got to lift some pallets around and yeah, it was fun. Move stuff. It was fun. So thank you for letting me do that. Yeah, of course. You also accompanied me to the next thing, which was I went to. Oh, the same was this the same day? It was the same day. There was oh, a little yeah, bit of a right. gap in between. We went to Verizon and hooked me up with a new phone. We both now now have the same phone. Yep. And we're this is prob- the first time we've ever had the same phone. I think that's true. Um, we'll talk a little bit about that, and probably will be a fairly short tech talk this week. Probably. Um, but that was cool. There was a little bit of a wait. There was some confusion because when we got checked in, the person who checked us in was like at the end of their shift and like a new person came on. didn't check us in or something. It was a busy store. But once we got to the main counter, Steve hooked us up and got us out of there really fast. Mm -hmm. And um, it was good. Um, Steve might be listening. Yeah, might be. We told him about the podcast. We did. Hi, Steve. Shout out to Steve. You were awesome. Um, Tinkering with tech was my next thing this week. I did a lot of that. I got a lot of packages from Amazon. Um, One of the things I'm... I might talk about next week is how I'm turning my old uh, phone into like a camcorder setup. Oh, yeah. And then I also got some uh, microphone stands for our mobile um, setup. Yeah. And I got those set up and I got um, windshields for our microphones. Sweet. And I also downloaded uh, firmware for the Tascam. Um, so now what does that make it so you can do? So when I'm changing the levels on the Tascam before with the original firmware, 
it was one choice. Like all the levels on both both mics were tied together. Okay. Now I can independently, I can t- I can make you quieter while I boost myself. That's good. It That's is. That's what we needed. Yes, we do need that. Yes, we do. And it also yes, I we do. We also are now able to use a 128 gig um, memory card. So we could talk for hours, literally hours. That's awesome. But that's enough tech talk. This isn't even this, the right segment. Okay. Um, the other thing I did was go out with the family on, I think it was Friday night, to see Pirates of Penzance. It's the same theater company my son is involved in, but he was not in this production. So is this a knockoff of the Pirates of the Caribbean? No, no. This actually, I think, might even predate the Pirates of the Caribbean. It's a... Rogers and Hammerstein play, which if you know theater at all... It's I don't like, know who Roger or Hammerstein is. So a lot of their stories seem the same to me. It's like a bunch of dudes trying to hook up with a bunch of chicks all at the same time. Like, there's Seven Brides for Seven Brothers, which is sort of a similar story. Um, in this one, there's a bunch of horny, weird pirates. Um, they have this rule where they won't, like, hurt anybody who's an orphan. So everyone's always like, oh yeah, I'm an orphan. Because <laughs> they're stupid. The and fuck? Yeah, the, the main character was like indentured to them. Okay. And, uh, but he's like got this like high moral sense. So he was a pirate when he was indentured to him because that was his duty. But the second he became unindentured, he was like, all right, I'm going to hunt you down and kill you now. Oh, so, Jesus. So that was messed up. And then they met like all these girls on this island, all the pirates, and they're like, oh, we got to mar- marry you all because, you know, this is back when I guess you couldn't get it on until you got married. Yeah, that sucks. So I wanted to, um, play this one crazy song that was, uh, Probably the most memorable part of it for, okay. for me, and it's, it's pretty short, but go ahead and roll that now. All right. I am the very model of a modern nature general. I've information, vegetable, animal, and mineral. I know the kings of England, and I quote the fights historical from Marathon to Waterloo in order categorical. I am very well acquainted with matters mathematical. I understand equations both the simple and quadratical. About binomial theorems, I'm dealing with a lot of news. <laughs> lot of news. Huh? <laughs> With many triple facts about the square of the hypotenuse. With many triple facts about the square of the hypotenuse. With many triple facts about the square of the hypotenuse. With many triple facts about the square of the hypotenuse. So that the guy, fuck. that's the major general. He's like the. No da- wonder he's not getting laid. He has to no, like no, no, that's the woman in the marrying That's the dad them. of all the women. Uh, the pirate king is someone completely different, and he doesn't have any nearly as memorable a song as, as that was. Is like, this from the one that you guys went and saw, or is it like a live recording? Or no, it's, no, it's it's some other. Okay. There's, multiple versions there's a movie there's actually several movies of this um so it was fun it was a huge cast like there was um a ton of pirates there was a ton of like daughters or whatever and then there was like these constables that were out to fight the pirates there were total chickens <laughs> it was funny um so it was good um it was nice to go and see one of these and not have to like be worried about be a part of it all yeah because my Wife puts a lot of hours supporting my son in that. But, funny enough, my son ended up on the stage. Your son always ends up on the goddamn stage. Yeah. The director of the play, like, goes to our church and was, like, wanted um, <clears throat> Hunter to, my son, to pr- present the, uh... The, the autographed Yeah, there was, like, poster. a special poster you bid on and an intermission, and he got to pr- show it. So, basically, like... If you guys aren't like uh, aware of like what these things are, like during the intermission, which is like usually the halfway point, um, they'll have like a auction area where you can put your name down. And some of the auctions run the whole entire length of the show, and some of them are only for that night. Yeah. So. And and then they have like a little brief thing, like 
what does Journey mean to me? And he got to answer yeah. that question. And of course, like though, even though he's not in the production, he got on the stage somehow, which was hilarious. So me. what does Journey mean to him? Do you remember? Something cool? And it was short. It was like that he got to... Did he know this was happening like before? Or was no, this just like on the just, spot? Like, on Hunter, this, get your ass up on stage. Literally on the spot. Gotcha. That was funny. Okay. So that's basically what I've been up to. What about you? Well, Tim, I'm going to take us a little bit of walk down memory lane. Because I've, uh, I've noticed that in the past 180 episodes, and I didn't want to wait till 200 to do this. Okay. Um, we've changed a lot. So I'm going to give us some uh, little little memory lane key I'm, bits. I'm really afraid right now. Episode 1. It wasn't even called Plug and Play Podcast on Episode 1. It's called The Legend of Podcast. Right. And we had to change that because it just didn't fit it every just, week. It didn't. So this is, uh, this is a little soundbite from Episode 1. Okay. Before we start this edition, we would like to remind you that this is adult content, and what you may hear might not be suitable for all listeners. That's Kevin Kev, right? Yeah, it's Kevin Kev. Yeah. So I thought it was really cool to have people on the like, giving it. Hey guys, a- and welcome to the Legend of Podcast. Look at this is how shitty this is. Well, I mean, our audio has sounded pretty shitty in the past like and it's too bad because some of the times we got to to actually record some pretty cool stuff yeah we like, really if did I could, if i could go back in time i would give our past selves like dude just buy the fucking equipment well i don't know if we could have afforded it then but maybe like, not like when we interviewed the unipiper for example that's true yeah that would have been cool that would have been really cool it still would have been challenging that was a very loud environment it was very loud but it could, um, could have been maybe a little bit clearer. A little bit better. I do have a, I have a couple of these. Okay. That's um, episode one we just heard. Yep. So this is uh, back on The Legend Of. Uh, a lot of the times the co-host was Q, just because a lot of people couldn't show up. So uh, this is just a little off-the-record thing. I don't think I ever even put this in, but this is uh, just a little bit of a, a bonus track. podcast getting ready song. A user and channel has started recording. I'm podcast ready. I'm podcast motherfucking ready. I'm podcast ready. Podcast ready. So, that's the podcast ready song. Do we're gonna have to we don't that. do that anymore. Shh. They don't know that. Yeah, they don't know they that. They don't know what we do before we record. So, um, the first year of The Legend of, um, I got to go to PAX, and that's actually the very first PAX you and I ever went together, although you weren't like there as media. No, so, it was actually a lot less stressful in some ways not being media because <laughs> i could do whatever just a little I bit do whatever i wanted but here here's an extremely stressed out interview while i'm running through traffic in seattle <laughs> you were non-stop running it was funny you didn't yeah i was watching you like this yeah. was a bitch so so here's the uh quality of this episode oh say hello q after that long winded expression of me running across streets and stuff so i can catch my breath that and uh, take a break. So you say something quite now. The intro, quite, quite the intro. Uh, hi, everyone. I'm here. I am doing the recording and the editing. We're not actually using our regular software to record this. So if you experience, you know, a drop in quality or whatever, it's because we're not using regular software. Zach's probably on his phone, most likely. <laughs> and, um... Yes, I, I'm on. <laughs> and there's like no reception during PAX. There's no reception. So right after, uh, right after PAX, like literally the episode right after all the interviews, because the next two episodes were just interviews I did at PAX. Um, but the actual live recording that we did was uh, was the very first time you were ever on the show. 
So I got a little bit of snippet of that too. I don't even remember this episode, honestly. So episode today 18. I have a new co-host with me uh, that we've actually talked about quite a bit on the podcast and through the nightcast. Uh, so today I am joined by the lonely controller. So you can hello. go ahead and say hello. Hello, hello. I'm not sure this is a great idea. I do not. <laughs> I'm still not sure it's a great idea. <laughs> do my best. <laughs> You did pretty good at PAX. I, I was very impressed. I was, you know, I was pretty worried there for a little bit. You keep saying oh. you don't play well with others, but that's because you were point. You were like greasing the wheels. You were, you were good. So that was uh, episode eighteen. You're still gonna be point, by the way. I'll handle the audio oh, equipment. God damn it! You get to be the interviewer. Fuck. Um, okay, so after episode eighteen, guys, we did our very first on location. You remember what on location was? Where we very first went? Was it a brewery? Yeah, it was. Was it Lewitt? It was. All right. Okay, so live from Lewitt was the name of the episode, and uh, this is the very first. This is the very first time we had the snowball too. Oh yeah. And uh, so what were we recording snowball to a surface? Did I have it that, or was it a laptop? I think it was my Alienware. Oh god. Yeah. We had a table that big. Yeah, you know, it was just a circle. We oh. had to hold our drinks all their time. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah. So this is uh, this is the audio quote. This is where it jumped from being literally a gaming microphone over to the snowball. 21 of the Legend of Podcast. Uh, as you guys can tell from the audio noise, we are actually on location at Lewitt Brewing Company in uh, downtown Vancouver, Washington. So today's a special episode. I'm joined by uh, the Lonely Controller. Uh, so I'll let him say hello. Hello, hello. Frosty cold beer in hand. Yep. So we got nice good IPAs in hand and we're going to be doing this on set. Uh, so it's going to be loud in the background. It was loud in the background. It was very loud in the background. That was kind of a theme for all of our on-location, and hopefully that'll diminish a little bit. I hope so. We'll find out. Yeah. Um, now, I can't remember if we were still using the snowball on this one or not. Um, I think I think we were, um, but this was a at-the-house recording, I think, with the snowball. I have been feeling funny. <laughs> More than usual. Yeah, a little bit, but... The worst part is, is if you don't bang it hard enough, there's still some of the brain just diggling around up there that's like attached to the top of his head. Then you got to go in there with a knife and scrape it out. Uh, so nasty. <laughs> so when you slam the head like that, weren't you afraid of shattering the skull? Not on the back. I mean, right right in here, we're really strong creatures. So, I mean, like if I were to cut your head off, I could bang that part and not break anything. <laughs> okay. And at that point, I've already taken a hammer to it. To actually, because there's like a, there's so a bone. You haven't screwed it up. No. Okay. See, there's like a bone that runs right there on the back of a deer okay. that, like, basically makes. I'm glad that we mentioned it was a deer during this spine. episode. So you got to take a back of a hammer, like the claw part of the hammer, and just crack through that thing and rip out the bone. Mm. I came over while you were uh, doing some of this. It was pretty nasty. Yeah, it's pretty nasty. Um, so I got one more, um, and this is, I believe, when we picked up. Uh, Kimber was a task cam that we went to first, um, or I think it was actually the camera that we've been using up until we got this set up. Um, but this is episode one forty six, guys. No one apparently wants to buy the disc only version without the gun, so Best Buy was clearancing them, and I picked it up for twenty three bucks. Jesus, and it just came out. Yes, like at the end of May or something, like not that long ago. So I picked it up and I played it today. Uh, played it for about 40 minutes and maybe I played about 20 minutes too long because afterwards I felt kind of queasy until dinner actually. I think it was the whiskey that cured me, but I was feeling. So yeah, VR sickness with the PlayStation VR. Still. Wasn't that with the gun game? That, like, yeah, that's yeah. Uh, Farpoint. Yeah. 
uh, which is pretty good. Yeah. I, I kind of wish I had the attachment, but it still works all right with just the DualShock. Gotcha. Um, I got an, uh, a survey this week, actually, for PlayStation VR owners. I saw it. Yeah, you sent me that. I was looking forward to filling it out because, as you know, if you listen to, I don't know what episode where I go off and actually have a recording from a from a Sony, oh, yeah, yeah. From a Sony uh, call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guy, um, I almost uh, I almost snagged that clip, actually. This is pretty good, but um, I have a lot of frustration about PlayStation VR. I was looking forward to voicing it, but I didn't get past the fourth question. No. The fourth question was, do you or someone you know work for games journalism? Oh. I mean... And they just closed me out of the survey right after that. Like, nope. We don't want to ask any questions. Because you answered yes. I was honest, yeah. She said no. I guess so. I'll never know what they're going to ask. Yeah, that sucks. I'm still pissed at the way they implemented <laughs> yeah. PlayStation VR. That sucks. But you so, can go listen to that episode if you so want. So that's basically the last of uh, the major improvements in uh, audio quality over the years. Um, but I just thought that would be kind of interesting to do and go back and listen. Kind For of sure. funny. Um, so anyways, other than that, guys, uh, this week I'm ramping up to have a 70-plus hour week just this week. So you're on day three of your week, right? Yep. And how many hours you at currently? I am at 30 so far. Okay. You're on track? Yep. So 10-hour days? Yeah, seven days a week. Okay. Well, and then I don't get a break at all, so technically I'll have, what's that, seven plus five is what, 12? Mm-hmm. So I have 120 hours nonstop every day. Do you work or, sun- Sunday or? Yep. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm flying out, so I'll be in Cali this weekend. Cool. Yep. When are you coming back? Sunday. Hmm. You go back to work Monday. All right. Um, other than that, been reading a shitload of comics, and I sent you a little cool little photo of this guy holding the head. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. It sounded like that clip we just played. Yeah. Um, and then uh, we had a game night again, but I'm going to talk about that more because it was actually more of a video game night. So Yeah, you played video games. Yeah, exactly. So anyways, you want to talk some news? Yeah, let's talk some news. Okay. And uh, So one of my... Hold on. We got to play the news music. Got uh, well, get on that. Well, hey, this... Hold on, just... Uh, I said, uh, let's no. play some news. All right, Tim, what do you have for the news this week? So, Square Enix, without any, like, fanfare, just released uh, Chrono Trigger on Steam. And this is, like, a Super Nintendo classic that a lot of people love. Um, but excitement turned to dread as fan real- fans realized that this port... Like most of Square Enix's recent PC ports, looks like garbage. Why? Because they use the mobile game as the version that they port to PC. So the menu. Bah, 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 bah. Look at that menu. I mean, that's like some 1080p shit right there. It looks. 4K beauty. It's just terrible. There's a slider. Bet some... you I can get 4K. There's a slider frame. somewhere that you can like check um, the Super Nintendo version compared to this one and the Super Nintendo one. Um, right, right here, I'm going to show you a picture that obviously our, our viewers can't see or our listeners can't see, but, um, so there's tiling. We technically have viewers because we're back on YouTube. Did you see we got a YouTube complaint last week? I did. And yeah. I said, fuck you. We're not copyright. Well, we'll see how that goes. No, we this, won already. Sweet. Yeah. Awesome. So this is a, um, a tile error. That's where the tiles don't line up correctly. What the fuck? Can you see where like, 
there's like trees and like they're all glitchy looking because they didn't yeah what the fuck is that it's just lazy porting it's just a disaster um it's 15 dollars on steam there's a special edition right now that everybody gets with a soundtrack and all that stuff so there's an incentive to buy it right now but everyone on twitter is saying don't buy this and these are like fans of the game so it's really a shame and square enix needs to get their shit together because they screwed over another game recently too get your shit like fans were trying to mod it to look better and whatever so, Square Enix, get that shit fixed. Gotcha. Sega also screwed, screwed Sega. the pooch. Sega! I tried to, um... Oh, crap, I just removed their link. Yeah, you did. <laughs> Can you undo that? Uh, I don't I know I can how. just tell you the story. So, Sega released a um, pretty big demo on PlayStation Network um, for Yakuza 6, which comes out next... Actually, two months from now, really, because uh, we're still in February. It comes out in April, I want to say, 16th. Um, so, the download was like 30, 32 gigs. It was huge. Um, and you could play through the prologue, and you wouldn't get um, achievements for that. But um, this didn't happen for the Australian and the EU version, but the American version, players found a way to keep playing past the prologue and even get achievements. And this is some fucking bullshit. So if you if you downloaded the demo, when I, I told literally, you to, I was like, well, there's got to be a way for me to do it, and then you, just I was like, pretty Meh. sure you can do it through the app. Um, but Fuck. neither one of us got in on that action. And of course, once Sega realized what they, they were like, oh shit, pull the plug, pull, pull the, the plug. plug. So if you're one of the, lu- plug, if, if you're plug. one of the lucky few to have the Yakuza 6 demo, maybe turn off all of the internet on your PlayStation 4 so you can keep No that. more patchwork. So no not only get the whole patchwork. game, you get it like a month and a half early. So that's pretty epic. So. I've been bitching about Bitcoin miners and how they're making graphics cards hard to get right now. But we didn't know how... how They're almost at billions. Yeah, we didn't know how big of a problem it was. So, according to um, PC Gamer, yep. cryptocurrency miners bought 3 million graphics cards worth 70 sec... Se- 70 seconds? 706... Ugh. $776 million in 2017. That's crazy. Um, That's fucking insane. I mean, AMD is happy. It's probably NVIDIA, probably. Um, I think AMD has got a... Really? A, a lion's share of that. Uh, yeah, AMD is the primary beneficiary of those sales. So Holy shit. So, that's just nuts. Um, hopefully they're getting all those. This is the reason why I've helped like five people in the past like two weeks. Mm-hmm. It's hard to just find anything that's reasonably priced. Yeah, I mean I've helped them instead of building their own, they're buying pre-built from Best Buy or Cyber Power. You almost have to unless you are just rich. Yeah, well, and you're just stupid with your money. Well, finally some good news. Yay! After months of controversy, ERCB will add in-game purchases label to games. So. As pressure from politicians and um, like media mounts, the ESRB said today it'll start adding in-game purchase labels to any game that lets you pay real money for digital goods. I so, mean, that's good. I don't mind having that label on a box. I actually prefer that. Yeah, and um, because loot boxes were really getting a little bit too out of control, so something needs to be done. I mean, and yeah. I don't want the U.S. government dictating what needs to be done because they screw everything up. I mean, I would run in there without a gun and help them out. I'm sure you would. Moving on. It just depresses me. Um, And then news came out just today um, that PlayStation Plus, as of 2019, will no longer be giving away PlayStation 3 and Vita games. It'll be PS4 only. Fucking finally. 
Yeah, there's some people bent up and upset, but like, there's not a lot of. Holy new- shit! They both ran their lifespan. The Vita's like how old of a console now? It's pretty old. Yeah, I mean, it's like from the PS3. Well, the, age. the user base is only shrinking, so I mean, it makes sense to me business wise. But some people aren't super happy about that. So, you got any other news for us? Or I think no, that's about it. Okay, you ready do- to talk some tech? Let's do some tech talk. I love my new phone. Yeah? It's pretty sweet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we both rock in the Google Pixel 2. Um, not XL. Not XL. Just the PX, or just the... Although the XL, I will say, wasn't as large as I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be more of a phablet. It's still it's not, too big It's not for quite my a hand. phablet, though, in my opinion. I mean, you got bigger hands than me. I have fingers missing, so I can't really can't really grasp it by the balls when my fingers are cut off. Which, let me see your hands again. Okay. So it's your left hand. Yeah, so, that's the hand I hold my Well, phone the in. fingerprint sensor is on the back. That's the one part that it's a little weird to me. Oh, I love it. I love it too, except when I'm in my car and I want to wake it up with one touch. I can't as easily because the fingerprint sensor is on the front. Oh. Um, I love the camera. The camera's amazing. Um, we were dinking around with the AR elements of it just now. Um, so up on Dropping a- some Stranger Things. Uh, some Star Wars, for in my case. Stranger Things. There was some Star what Wars. What the fuck's a Star Wars? It's this thing you don't care about, but, yeah. they, but they were in our podcast setup. You can check it out on Instagram. Oh. Um, I'm also enjoying the better battery life. I don't know if it's just my phone aging or whatever, but I had to charge it like twice a day. I think it's just a phone aging. I think eventually the Pixel 2 will have it as well. Yeah, but I'm enjoying not having yeah, to deal no with that shit. right now. It's so nice. Um, It's lighter. It's thinner. It's super fast. Did you get a case finally? Yeah. Nice. It's just a cheap yeah. $10 case. I might get a different one, but this is doing the job just fine. It's got yeah, the cutouts yeah. in the right place. I didn't like it without a case. Um, the back is just too slick. I felt like It's it was, very slick, I but felt, so are Samsung's. That's the reason why I put cases on them. Yeah, I would put a case on it as soon as, soon as you can because it felt like I was going to drop that thing yeah. all the time, just like, like holding a fish or something. Yeah. But um, I like it a lot. Sweet. I don't know what else to say about it, but... Hey. Beautiful photos, awesome tech. Of course, of course, the second I bought it, uh, Samsung S9 was finally announced, the Galaxy S9. But um, I'm looking at the feature set, and I'm still pretty happy with my decision. Yeah. And the price was definitely better. Yeah. So, yeah. Yay, happy tech talk. Woo woo! Does that mean we can have a, a break and get some tasty I do treats? Have some, I have some special tasty treats. Ooh, I like special tasty treats. All right, guys, we'll be right back after this music break. And we are back. Tasty treats in hand. And this week, guys, second half of the show is brought to us by Victory Brewing. Or Victory, Victory 23. Try again. What? 32? <laughs> no, there's no Victory. It's Victor. Oh, well. Victory Vic- is to me. Victor 23. That's what I meant. Victor 23. God damn it. Sorry about that, Victor. Victor forgives you. Okay, cool. Thanks. Um, and we are drinking the Extortion Barrel Age Stout. Um, and I got we're these. About in- to. We're about to. Yes. Cheers. So you got it canned, although it, it was like canned there, or it was canned there. Yeah, right in front of my eyes. That's pretty cool. So. Uh, oh, that's um. So this is like on par with some of the really expensive beers we have. 
Mm-hmm. It's definitely got that dark, rich kind of molasses, kind of a heavy mouthfeel. A little smokier than the like Abyss, though. Yeah, a little bit. As far as um, not a harsh flavor. It's just more. What's the word I'm looking for? All the words that come to mind make it sound harsher than it is. It's just more full body. It's like, got more of a punch. Yeah, like Abyss is like really smooth and almost syrupy. This is a little bit. It's more on the edgier. Yeah, it's a little bit edgier. It's got a little bit more of like the whiskey. It's like extorting kick my taste to it. Buds. Yeah, and uh, right now they have it for four dollars a crowler. That's cool. That's a really good deal. But for this uh, glass we're enjoying, it's yeah worth way more than four dollars. Exactly. I would pay twice the price. Though. I would pay twice the price. So, anyways, um, that's what we are drinking for the second half of this show, guys. Very happily drinking. Very very happily, Victor. Twenty three brewing. <laughs> Dot com. Don't pretend you know. Exactly. Well, let's move on from that. Let's uh, let's kick it. And kicking us off this week, Tim. Well, hey, speaking of, of craft beer, um, when you take a a growler from the brewery, you are often experiencing it at a somewhat less than optimal situation, like an hour or two later. It gets a little, usually it gets a little flat. It gets a little warm. Um, but there are solutions. Like a lot of them involve CO two cartridges, which are pretty expensive. Mm-hmm. But there is a new way, Zach. There is. The are ter- you saying the plug and play has a new way, Tim? It does. But did me- you actually back this? Uh, you know what? Not yet. But I can afford to. It's not unreasonable for. No, for, it's not for what you get. And let's go ahead and let them uh, describe it to you. This is the Terror Brew. I love the bird sound effects. My life is made up of simple moments, and I want the ones with friends to last longer than others. The Terra Brew S Tap is perfect for that. The custom mini keg keeps beer fresh, and away from UV rays and oxygen, it's made all the difference. The Terra Brew cools it down to a crisp 35 degrees Fahrenheit. It allows for three beverage temperature settings. Nice and quiet while cooling. Whatever drink I desire. Fast, easy, professional craft brew pour. That's, he, he's getting a lot of head. This is a dirty, dirty video. He's pouring a yeah, lot of pilsners. The ladies look impressed, though. Elegant. Those ladies are very design. impressed with his head. It must be very light. He's carrying it down the street. The new... He has it on the beach, guys. It's sand resistant. Honest, honestly, I don't know if I'd want to do that. Maybe a picnic, but not the beach. I wouldn't want this anywhere near sand. Um, so it is portable, though. So the ter- Terra Brew keeps the craft beer from your favorite local brewery fresher for longer. Enjoy all the taste minus the inconvenience of bulky CO2 cartridges. It's a smart cooling system with three temperature settings. Um, you can customize based on the beer style. You can do 36 degrees, 46 degrees, um... It is portable, like I said. It's got a handle. It's got a tap, which is nice. That's really cool. Is it a customizable tap? Because if so, we could get like a Lewitt Brewing. We could get a Victory 23. We could get, you know, uh, Trapdoor. I'm not. Ghost Runner. not seeing that. It looks like it's God integrated. Damn it. But. We could break it off and make our own. It's like a. It looks like a something that would be under counter about the size of a bread maker, basically, and it's kind of elevated. So you basically you get there, there's this own this custom 
growler that fits into it and you go fill that up with the brewery and you pop it in there and it, it chills it and pressurizes it and the tap is up above the counter so it's just a good like space for pouring a beer for that perfect head every time um like i said it's got a smart cooling system blah 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 skipping ahead built-in insulation uh portable design comfortable handle um let's go to the backing levels um sounds good Mm-mm. All right, early bird. There's 18 left. $169. That's half off the um, price when it comes out. There's a two pack. We both want it for $329. Um, early bird four pack is $649, and that is the highest level. Sweet. So I don't see anything beyond early birds. So I'm kind of confused. The bar released them when the early birds are all sold out. Which okay. is kind of a weird way to do it. I've, I haven't seen it done that way before. But no. I don't know. It seems like a cool system for $169. Um, you get, you know, the the removable part you take to the to brewery, get filled up, and then you come back and chill it and pressurize it wherever you want to go, like whether it's at home or out. Um, out in the sand with the sand up your ass crack. Yeah. So it's After got a hard day of surfing. It's got a voltage adapter. I'm kind of wondering if you were taking it out how the the cooling would work but i'm not entirely clear on that yeah i don't know but if it sounds interesting to you check out the terra brew it's got 37 days to go it's uh at currently twelve thousand five hundred ninety two dollars of twenty five thousand dollars so it's on track to be backed but it's not currently backed so if you're interested check out terra brew what is your first kick it well tim as you know i give zero fucks so we have the zero fucks given middle finger fidget spinner this is so you so uh, I'm just going to go ahead and let the music play really quick because it's pretty cool. That's How a fidget spinner spinning. That's how so it you guys can start. check them out at zerofuckscoin.com. It's a fidget spinner with three middle fingers. Yeah, and on the knuckles is tattooed zero. That's pretty awesome. So, uh, yeah, this is a fidget spinner, guys. Uh, if you how much remember, for one fidget spinner? So I'm looking that up. Hold on, so, one fidget spinner. Uh huh. Twenty dollars or more. Okay. Uh, three dollars plus three dollars domestic shipping includes tracking. Uh, free domestic shipping slash tracking for pledges of two or more spinners. Um, so you can get one spinner plus four coins. For $20 as a well. Wait, there's coins? Yeah, because they're, they're zerofuckscoins.com. Okay. So I'm assuming they have coins with middle finger. I don't know. Let's pull up the campaign and see. Check it out. They literally have coins that have middle fingers on them. So. That's fun. Yeah. Okay. That's so, that's pretty funny. They have uh, 117 backers. Uh, 31 days ago, they're looking for 6,000 us dollars and they currently have $3,711. So they're well on their way to be backed. So, uh, finally desk toy, you can tell people the fuck off with actually conveys how you feel, brings them joy to your shitty day at the office. That'd be pretty funny to just spin it up and just like put it down in front of somebody and then like tap it, make it stop. Yep. You could be pretty dramatic with that. You could be very dramatic with this. You're going to back this, aren't you? I might. <laughs> All right, so my WTF... This uh, would be great at PAX. Just like walk around spinning them? Like, just walk around spinning it, and then like whenever we're like at a really shitty appointment, just be like, zero fucks given. Slap it down. You might need to buy more than one then, because you might have to leave some of those behind. Does it come in five packs? I don't know. All right, so 
Moving on to something with a little more class. I've got... Uh, Mine's pretty classy. Dante's masterpiece. Inferno. Okay. So this is... What the fuck is this? Well, why don't I let them uh, describe it for you? Fine. My name is Luke Ponifel, and I'd like to welcome you to Thornwillow Press. No. Uh, we are printers and publishers of handmade, limited edition books. Uh, in this age of disposable and intangible... Bring in some class to plug and play. In ...making books that are beautiful, beautifully designed... One of the books covers those ripped, Tim. ...designed to last. Books that you can touch, that you can feel, and that will be here long after we're gone. Today I'd like to introduce you to George Cochran, who has been working for two and a half How do I recognize that name? ...on an amazing edition of Dante's Inferno. He's literally hand-lettered each page in Italian... He's writing in the English. book like a... Like uh, a priest of old comic book hand that bridges. I'm not gonna lie, that's pretty Dante's fucking cool seeing somebody actually write into a book now. And he's like uh, illustrating on the sides. The endeavor is to create. A this is weird as fuck. He's only in the left channel. That is weird. Of the complete divine comedy. They need uh, to plug and play set up. If you listen carefully, novel. there's some interesting um, cuts in here too. And yet, do it letterpress and. But their hand. They're like making the whole book by hand, not just uh, mass producing. They're literally um, doing like the old style, like mm-hmm. creases. <laughs> They're like pressing. When, when was the book first printed? The pages. The first is the Foligno, uh, which. Um, and if you aren't familiar with Dante's is, Inferno, it's it's a story of Dante like going through the different layers of hell. This book is extraordinary because it is. Is from, that one of the books? Uh, uh, that's one of the books. It's it, fourteen fifty seventy-two. Fourteen seventy-two. Older edition. Um, of Holy shit! The, the but he's he's go. making his own um, modern you know, version on it. When we started this, I, we weren't sure exactly what route to take. But as I um, studied illuminated manuscripts of the Divine Comedy, I came to be particularly attracted to the ones that had images on every page. Um, so every page has illustrations. What you have on it. is you have a form of narrative visual storytelling in the pictures and if you have a picture on every page, the uh, the voice is not page, synced with the mouth either corollary, a mm-hmm. kind of visual gloss of so text. you can tell these are so book people are they're not video people years in uh it's just the beginning it's just uh, the beginning there are miles to go before we rest a monumental project uh that will uh will be here long after we're gone um it's the kind of dream that an artist has to be offered the opportunity to to dig in to something so substantial as this, you know, have a long-term project with which what will be such a beautiful, um, extraordinary product at the end. The thing we're making will be exceptional. I'm, I'm very happy. And thank you for making it possible to pursue this amazing project. He kind of reminds me of... before we rest. But it would never be possible without the support of. They had some really shitty cuts right there. Um, this is super cool. The gentleman speaking most of the time reminds me of somebody from like a funeral home director. (laughs) Yeah, he's good. I can see what you mean. Or or like a librarian. That too. So I don't know. I've always always liked uh, Inferno. They don't like anybody. There's even a shitty video game based on Inferno. Um, it plays a lot like uh, God of War, but it's it's based on Dante's Inferno. But um, oh, isn't that the one where you play uh, where you play Death in one game no, and no, then that's, no, that's a different game. What game is that called again? Uh, Darksiders. Yep, that's yeah. called Darksiders in a okay. shitty game. Gotcha. Cool. Screw you. All right, so this is only got seven days left to go. So when you hear this, you could back it right away. But I I don't really 
put it out there for you to back this. So I just think it's a cool project that you kind of only see on kick on Kickstarter. So they asked for ten grand. They've got one hundred twenty one grand, almost one hundred twenty two grand with four hundred twenty six backers. Um, eighty five dollars gets you kind of the cheapest binding, which is a paper wrapper binding. One hundred eighty five gets you cloth binding, and there's leather bindings, half leather bindings. And how much again? A half leather binding is. 785 bucks for one holy shit okay i'm gonna go to the top level because you're gonna you're gonna poop pretty much um it's already sold out it is it's called the middle devil it's full leather um you receive a copy of inferno bound in full moroccan crimson leather with the devil stamped in gold on the cover and carnelian set in his eyes needless to say your name will be most prominent on the subscribers list this copy will be hand colored by george cochran and you'll receive an original manuscript leaf you will also receive a complimentary paper wrapper reading copy. And that is all gone. Scroll up to the highest backing level that's still available. So there's the right devil, which is 3500 That's gone. Full level is the left devil, 2500 That one right there. Okay. The complete half leather collector, $1,650. $1,600, ladies you, and gentlemen. Gets you three Thornwillow books. A copy of Inferno, bound in scarlet, Moroccan, goatskin, and paper, paste paper boards. A copy of the Shakespeare sonnets, bound in beige, Moroccan, goatskin, and paste paper boards. A copy of Sherlock Holmes' Hexology, bound in black, Moroccan, goatskin, and paste paper boards. All are individually hand-numbered and signed by the publisher and special artist writers involved with the respective edition. So, yeah, if you want ridiculously, Fuck me. ridiculously expensive but kind of cool books, um, check that out. But we should probably move on to uh, games we want to play. I got one more Kickstarter. No, I want to hear about it. Fine. Tell me about your Kickstarter. Oh, fuck. Are we out of time? No, keep going. You sure? Yeah. All right, we're going to make this really quick, guys. Uh, Hex chest, mini dice, boxes, and pebble dice. Go ahead and let them talk about it Howdy, real quick. guys. It's Quentin and Dan here to bring you our latest Elderwood adventure. This, this is on a key ring. teamed up with Norse Foundry to pair miniature hex chests with That's their miniature cool. metal dice. Yeah. Hex chest minis are made with the same diligence and craftsmanship as their predecessors, but can hold their own in a small off with an Oreo. Through the campaign, you'll be able to personalize your hex chest mini with your choice of American or exotic hardwood, interior configuration, and engraved art. Oh, he said hardwood. No hex chest mini is complete without mini dice. Pebbles are Norse Foundry's newest and smallest cast zinc alloy dice, available only through our Kickstarter. You can choose from a host of fantasy-themed options to suit your style. If you're really down to improve your low game, indulge in the Foundry's line of fine, precision-machined, solid aluminum mini-dice. Glance through the campaign and find the combination of wooden dice that sings to you. From the Elderwood Workshop and the Norse Foundry, thanks so much for watching. Alright guys, so that pretty much explained everything that you guys need to know about this one. Um, dice look pretty cool. They look really cool. I don't really like that it's on keyring, but whatever. That's just me. They're looking for five thousand dollars. They have one thousand three hundred eighty-one backers ninety days to go. They have seventy-three thousand four hundred twenty-three U.S. dollars. Um, you guys can get in at the cheapest level, which is twenty-five dollars. Craft your own mini hex chest. Select from the classic wood options, open versus beehive interior configurations, and with or without loop adapter includes complimentary elder phoenix engraving. Um, going down to the big granddad of them all, make it rain. Get too many of our products. Um, yeah, throw that money everywhere. Includes instructional video on how to blow it up at the club. 
Send us video footage of your experience, and we'll also plant 100 trees in your name. You get 100, or no, you get 30 mini exotic hex chests. You get 30 metal dice sets, and you get 30 choices of engraved art. That will be delivered in August of 2018. There's five of five available. So uh, for $1,500, go ahead and get you some. There are some people who got the mini exotic hex chest with aluminum dice. That is $100, and those are the really cool dice we were just talking about. Um, there's 36 backers, no limit. So go ahead, get you some. All right, I'm glad we did hit that because that was pretty cool. Um, games, we've played a couple. We have. So I, Zero fucks given. Yeah, I, I finally finished past Cure. The last boss... I'm glad of, you got a Cure, Tim. A Cure for what ails me. You passed the Cure. I passed it on. Uh, my daughter, like, watched me be, beat the last boss. She, I took three nights. When I say three nights, it means just, like, fighting him for, like, 15 to 30 minutes, getting frustrated yeah. and quitting. Um, I got through the whole game in one day, except for the final boss. Because there was one part... Damn. I would get through. It's like one of these things where the boss like does one thing and you you fight him and get his health down a little bit. Then he switches to a different attack and yeah. on and on. Well, there's this one part where he would just insta kill me. Like I couldn't figure out how to get away from that, and I finally did. Um, but it took th- three nights. Yeah, where I at least reached my frustration limit because it's a long boss battle, and he does this monologue in this really dramatic, overacting voice, and 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 then the main character's like. What do you mean? I don't understand. And like hear, hearing the dialogue over and over, just like you can only take fifteen to thirty minutes of it. Gotcha. Finally, beat it. A game that I had more fun playing was the recent release of Bayonetta, and also Bayonetta Two on Nintendo Switch. Um, that game is balls to the walls insane. Really, it's fun. Um, it, it's big old titties bouncing everywhere. Yeah, you're not lying. Um, but that's I don't know. Like, if it was not her as a character, it would still be a good game. But Sweet. It's like I, I have heard it. a lot of people, like, voicing their opinion now in the wake of the Me Too movement. They're like, Bayonetta is so sexist. I'm like, Bayonetta's been around forever. And, like, that doesn't justify it. So, I'm not justifying it, but, like, I'm also like, Here's the like, thing. Like, uh, the, the camera angles are, like, super gratuitous. Like, the camera will literally pan. Uh, from... right over her cleavage. Well, not just that. They will, the, they will clamp, like. There's oh, a, all there's the way down. Angles. It, like the, the camera angles are so lascivious and lewd and, and ridiculous. But the character Bayonetta, she's hypersexualized, but she is her own agent. She owns her sexuality. She's not anybody's. She's like a badass, though, right? She's a badass. She's not. I don't know. She's not. It's weird. She's not using her looks to win. The, she's like able to do The camera is a total perv, but the character, I don't feel, is being. It's it's a strange situation. It's one of the weirdest games mm. for that whole Me Too argument. Weird. Um, it is weird. Like I said, it would still be a good game if it was Devil May Cry. Like the what is the character in that? I think it might be Dante. Actually, no. I think I think it is. Okay, speaking of Dante, but it's fun and like just the set pieces are insane. You're fighting on the back of jets, like while they're flying and fighting these monsters, huge monsters. Um, it's just hyper kinetic, super crazy action. Looking forward to get back into that hopefully a little more this week, but I've got another game to review. I've kind of finished this review, first of all, for um, Past Curious. I've been putting it off. But what have you been playing, Zach? Um, actually, I forgot something. What's that? I had one more clip I wanted to show you. Oh, no. From before, and I totally forgot all about it until right this second. Okay. 
We had a really sexy intro for The Legend of at one point. Okay, I don't remember this. Maybe I will when you start it. This part's not sexy. I mean, I'm turned on. I mean, I'm kind of turned on, but I got like a half chug. It's not really full. The following podcast is rated uh, yeah. on due to drug and sexual references and excessive Zelda references. Please be advised that it may contain partial nudity. I, I just forgot that I had that. Is that why we have all the YouTube strikes? Yeah. <laughs> Possibly. So, do you miss having like a warning at the beginning of the episodes? No. Okay. Not really. All right. I mean, do we need a warning? Probably fucking we do, but... Okay, there was a brief period where we didn't have the explicit tag on iTunes, and that was certainly a mistake. That's because I had the warning in front, man. Yeah. It was like, I was tricking iTunes. I was like, hey, iTunes, fuck you. <laughs> Moving on. What have you been playing? Um. So, oh, god damn it. Jackbox. Yeah, I've been playing Jackbox Party Pack 1 and 2 again. Uh, no... Playing fuck. that three weeks in a row now? Yeah. Um, so, cool. I actually bought Jackbox... Party Pack 3 because it was on sale on the Switch. Okay. So we tried that out. That's got some morbid fucking games in it. Have you played Jackbox Party Pack 3? I get them all mixed up now, so I'm not sure. There's a murder house in this one. And if you get the trivia wrong, it fucking kills you and then you're oh, a ghost. That. It's fucking fun. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. Um, We also, uh, in case you aren't aware, we're big Monopoly fans. Well, I'm a big Monopoly fan. God, that game is so evil. Yeah, it, re- it really is. Um, so we downloaded that on the Nintendo Switch as well. Okay. So we bought two Nintendo Switch games this week. So is it just like vanilla Monopoly? So kind of, there's a vanilla Monopoly and then there's also a 3D Monopoly okay. where you actually, you actually play as the thing. You roll the dice with the Joy-Cons. I feel like there's a missed opportunity because there is a Zelda edition of Monopoly. Yeah. On the real world. I know. That'd be cool if that was like a at least a DLC package. That'd be buy. really cool. I mean, I have the Zelda Monopoly. It's right there. Mm-hmm. Up there. Um, but, uh, yeah. So then, like, as you build stuff, like, the... When you, like, land on a space, there's just, like, a... Just, like, a green place to, like, pitch a tent to, like, stay the night. Mm-hmm. And then, as you build or you buy, like, it, like, slowly gets built up. So, like, you build up a city as you go. Um, and you can change Monopoly rules. So you can make your own custom game rules, your own, they call it house rules, um, and a bunch of other stuff. So that's really fun. Um, we played some, uh, one, two switch, which I got from you. Um, it's fun. Uh, for some reason, my like left joy con, which is the one I was using, like in the shooting game, I came out from Festivus as the winner and I could never get the left Joy-Con to do anything but shoot in the dirt. Like, even, like, with, like, my wife standing there, and I, like, slowly raise so it up have, and fire. We, we both have launch switches, and I got one of my Joy-Cons fixed or replaced. And you you never, did. You didn't. Nope. So I think that might be your... It might be my problem. Um, So I might need to look into doing that. But, uh... Yeah. I think we're both done with that game now, so I'm probably going to trade it back in. Yeah, it's it's downstairs for you to take. So, so if you want my ad- special edition of Onto Switch, check GameStop soon. <laughs> so, got some game releases? Um, Yeah, hold on. I, uh, we almost have some game releases. We almost have some game releases. Alright, guys. Coming out on... What the fuck is this? This is from the week of February 25th to March 4th, guys. Here we go. Let's do some game releases. 
Part-time UFO. Coming out on February 25th, Android iPhone. Never stop sneaking, bitches. PC. Um, Go Morse Go Arcade Edition. PC Mac. PDA 2 Nintendo Switch. I kind of want to get that. Okay. Um, I don't know why. I just, shooting things, robbing places. Sounds fun. Mm-hmm. Um, heroin. 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 <laughs> Anthem Zero Episode 1, PS4. Poyo Poyo Tetris, PC. Moss, PS4. That's actually a PSVR game I sort of want to try. Your little mouse. So you're literally just growing on the side of the north side no, no, of a tree? No, you're a mouse. Growing on the north side of the no. tree? No, you're like a warrior mouse. Okay. Oh, yeah. All right. Sounds good. Um, Gravel, PC, PS4, Xbox One. Blasters of the Universe, PS4. Hell, yeah. Crypt of the Serpent King, PS4. Deblabti, PS4. I don't know why they sound like a, like an English. Like There's these. some fun titles this week. Don't knock twice. Just knock three times, I PS4. I hope that's a horror game. I hope so. Immortal Redneck, PS4. <laughs> what the fuck? I don't even know. Jetto Moro. Hero of the Universe, PS4. Mulaka, PS4, Nintendo Switch. Fuck you, Xbox One. Riftstar Raiders, PS4. Shiny? Is that Shiny? No, Shiny. Shiny has an E in it, though. No, it doesn't. Yeah, Shiny Pokemon. S-H-I-N-E-Y. Oh, my God. No, it doesn't. Shiny- yes, it does. Shiny is S-H-I-N-Y. No, there's an E in it. PS4. Wow. Bridge Construction Portal. Nintendo Switch, Xbox One, PS4. Gamer Career Tycoon. What the fuck? PC. Mm-hmm. And I gotta check that out. Maybe it's like you're an esports player. Maybe that's kind of cool, I guess. Maybe, sort of. Skullgirls 2 Second Encore Vita. Wow, Vita games. Perfect Angle. That sounds like Bayonetta 2. PS4. Subsurface Circular Nintendo Switch. Totes the Goats Nintendo oh my Switch. God. Detention Nintendo Switch. Paper Wars can't... Oh, by the way, I was great at playing Detention in middle school and high school. High score. Uh, yeah. High score. The best. Paper Wars Cannon Fodder. Devastated Nintendo Switch. Damascus Gear Operation Tokyo Nintendo Switch. I guarantee that's a Japanese developer. I guarantee. A whole new world. Literally H-O-L-E. New world. Nintendo Switch. Little Triangles. Nintendo Switch. If you get three of them, it equals a Triforce. A normal lost phone Nintendo Switch. How are you liking the game? Uh, I played about ten minutes of it, and so far it's good. Sweet. I, I didn't even play enough to make it worth mentioning this week. Gotcha. Arcade Archive Star Force Nintendo Switch. The Packet Queen Pound. Pound that Packet Queen. Nintendo Switch. Bold Boy PS4. Seaman. I'm just going to go see him. Nope. See him. Seaman 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 Speedrunners from yep. Hell <laughs> Seaman Speedrunner from Hell That sounds like a better game PS4 Super Toy Cars Nintendo Switch Alright It's a lot of releases actually It's a shitload of releases But some of them are like sound so bizarre Like what the hell is Immortal Seaman Redneck Seaman Super Racers <laughs> Immortal <laughs> Immortal Redneck and they're like all these ones that sound like uh, Saturday morning cartoons, like Blasters of the Universe and Crypt of the Serpent King. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So interestingly. Yeah, it should be interesting. Um, it looks kind of like a cool lineup. Um, so guys, don't forget to check us out at thebunsmasters.com, pluginplaygamer.com. You guys can always subscribe to this podcast wherever you guys are listening to currently: iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, um, through RSS, Podbean, Podbean, Podbean.com. 
Um, you guys can also check us out at facebook.com forward slash plug and play show for basically any, anything that we post. Mm-hmm. Um, Twitter is at plug and play cast. That's going to be a lot of our Kickstarters. Um, and then, you know, one release of the new episode, um, and just random topics that we talk about. Instagram is about, is about basically about everything that's physical that we talk about. Our beer, our Kickstarters, our... Stuff we'd like to show you, but you can't see because you're listening. Yeah. Driving in your car or whatever you're doing. Exactly. So, so you that, check it out later. If that's like, on Instagram. Hey, I wonder what that looks like. Go check out Instagram. Yeah. And, you know, maybe somebody's dick will be in the background. Never know. Never know. That's at Plug and Play Cast on Instagram. So until next week, guys, don't forget to prime and shine. Fuck Nazis. Fuck Nazis. Fuck Nazis. Fuck Nazis.